but you've got to evaluate scripture. You've got to evaluate church history for yourself. And you need to get around other people who believe scripture and who believe that God gave the church to us to build us up and to help us grow so that we can fall into scriptural bounds, not into our own mindset and what we want. Howdy, I'm Jason. I'm Riley. And welcome to the Theological Mutts Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about how to balance truth and unity. This is often a subject that gets brought up Mm -hmm. a lot. It's honestly a criticism that we hear a lot. When you talk about being ecumenical and reaching Christians outside of your group, uh, there's this idea that if you preach about unity or you're talking about unity, that you're this liberal that doesn't care about theology. Mm -hmm. And I want to put that to bed. I want to just stamp that out because it's not the case, okay? Truth, theology is incredibly important to the church and to the Christian. Every man, every woman should be their own theologian. At the same time, Mm -hmm. unity is just as important as truth, and we need to stop looking like unity is something for only like nice, liberal-minded people. It's for everybody. It's for all of Christ's church. Yeah, I think that going back to scripture, even like then you see Jesus, he was unifying with people, but was not giving up the core concepts of what Christianity was founded on Jesus. And I think that as long as we are bringing things back to that, it's very important that we see both truth and unity within our churches, within people who are Christians. I mean, he had a zealot and a tax collector. Yeah. Simon the zealot, Matthew the tax collector, right? The zealot would have literally thought that Matthew should have been executed, Mm -hmm. was a traitor to Israel and could not be a part of the Messiah's salvation. Yeah. Yet he brought those two together. So you can't say that there's not difference of opinion or difference in thought when it comes to the New Testament church. There's a massive amount. I mean, you've got Samaritans, you've got Jews, you've got Greek, you've got Hellenist Jews. I mean, there's a huge variety there. And in John chapter 17, we hammer on this chapter a lot, mm-hmm. but it's just so important. Jesus prays that the people would hear who hear the apostles' message mm-hmm. would be one. We are those people. That is That's Jesus awesome. literally praying for the church today. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny about Jesus? He's all-knowing. Did you know that Jesus is all-knowing? He knows I think I did. everything. And so Jesus knew that there would be the great schism between Eastern Orthodoxy and the Catholic Church. Jesus knew that would happen. Mm-hmm. He also knew that the Protestant Reformation would happen. Mm-hmm. He also knew that then Protestants would blow up into 50 million different denominations. I think, but that's true. But I think the Catholics and the Eastern Orthodox, they all have their own They do, they do, so they do. But I'm a Protestant. I'm a Protestant. So I'm in my own, I'm just speaking about my own little camp. Yeah. All right. And he knew all those things would happen, yet, yet Jesus his still prayed. He, he could literally see Martin Luther nailing his 95 thesis, and he still prayed for the church to be one. Yeah, and that's not just like your church mm-hmm. in your street corner. That's like the universal church of Christ so, is what needs to be unified. It's, and so how do we bring unity and truth into this mix? Because I feel like what happens is when we start talking about unity, it's we have to give up our theology. So how do we wrestle with this? So I don't think we, there's this idea that to be one, we have to perfectly agree. And I think that this is a mistake that a lot of people are making is to like, unity means uniformity. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, and that's pretty good. Unity does not mean uniformity, I don't mm -hmm. believe. No, I don't agree. Right? Jesus says every tribe, not one tribe, every tribe is going to bow and declare him Lord. There's going to be different cultures. And so what I think when it comes to theological disagreements, again, it's not that theology doesn't matter. It's incredibly important. If you are a Calvinist, if you're a five-point Calvinist, I want you to be the most passionate five-point Calvinist that you can be. If you're a Westland Arminian, I want you to be the most passionate Westland Arminian you can be. But, but how do we bring unity to those two But people? it's just understanding that I can disagree with you and you're still a member of the body. Mm -hmm. And that to that we're iron sharpening iron. I need to live life with you. Yeah. And I'm going to live out my conviction. You're going to live out your conviction. And we're going to become better. And, the, and Yeah, we're going to become better and the Holy Spirit is going to change that. Now, there are boundaries, right? we got to have limits. Not mm -hmm. just anybody can be a Christian. And I think that's really what the crux of it comes down to because people are going to say, well... Where's that line? And to be honest, I don't know. We I, don't have the line perfectly. I don't think anyone does. I don't know that we ever will. But obviously, there are historical bounds within Christianity that could not be broken. Right. If you come in and you say that, that like, you don't believe in the Trinity, you're in serious, dangerous water. Like, yeah. can you, are there people, you be a Christian? like, I'm not going to tell you, you can't, but you really need to be yeah. evaluating what yeah. scripture there, says and what the early church believed. You can call your, you can say you believe in Jesus, but you can't call yourself a Christian. You are outside the bounds of what the church has historically professed. Yeah. If you, if you go through and you say, you know, marriage isn't between one man and one woman, mm -hmm. you, I, I think there's a difference in saying Okay, they can have, we can be hopeful in saying that Jesus is very merciful mm -hmm. and that they could have a relationship and they're just in dangerous water. But there's a difference in saying that and then saying, oh, that means I can have fellowship with that person. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we have to learn that. You know, if you say these types of things and you go outside those bounds, yeah. could, I'm not, I, I am not the determiner of anybody's salvation. Mm -hmm. Jesus said he's on the judgment seat. I'm not going to be on there with him. Yeah. But I can say, these are clearly the bounds that the church has historically affirmed. And if you go outside of that, I'm not saying that you're not saved and you don't got a relationship with Jesus because that's not my call. But what I am saying is you're outside of what it is meant to be a Christian. And, and what has been a Christian for thousands of years. Yeah. And so I think that that's how you feather that line. Just like, you know, you know, like oneness Pentecostals or people who are not affirming traditional marriage or mm -hmm. or. People who say that if you say that Jesus sinned or wasn't born of the Virgin Mary, right? Like these are things that you are Your breaking view on communion, step. Like, the, like there are things that are okay to disagree on. Like whether or not one verse was meaning this or that, but whether or not you start going against the historical bounds of Christianity and what Christians have believed for thousands of years you really need to evaluate what's safe and what's not. And we can't do that for you. We cannot tell you exactly what is and what isn't. We can tell you our thoughts on it and where we stand on it, but you've got to evaluate scripture. You've got to evaluate church history for yourself, and you need to get around other people who believe scripture and who believe that God gave the church to us to build us up and to help us grow so that we can fall into scriptural bounds not into our own mindset and what we want. And I think, you know, a fair critique of our more liturgical brothers and sisters in Christ, like, you know, Catholics or Eastern Orthodox would be, well, see, there's the issue with Protestantism. You can't tell me what is and uh, is not a Christian too. And okay, that's a fair point. But 
I don't think it's my job to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the Holy Spirit orchestrates itself. And I believe that the Holy Spirit orchestrates itself in such a way that that it becomes evident that the goats, the goats who are, are, are who are the goats amongst the sheep and who are the sheep. And so I think that uh, it, from the Protestant perspective, just because that's why I can speak into, we just have to slow down and realize that unity, as I said before, unity doesn't mean uniformity, especially in theology. And that's okay. Yeah. It's okay to not agree 100%. Jason and I don't agree 100% on everything. Yeah. And that's okay. We're married. We live happily. We are unified. We have children. We share messages with people. But mm -hmm. you have to understand that the greater calling is to bring unity to the body of Christ, to glorify God, rather than you becoming the right, you being mm -hmm. the one on the throne. Yeah. And, and there are different ways to tackle church unity mm -hmm. um, and different perspectives. But I just think it looks like slowing down. And, and that's how we do it. Maybe you do it a different way, but that is how we handle it. You know, we're in this season of exploring all these different areas of Christianity, mm -hmm. and and that's how we're navigating it. So, if you have different perspectives, we'd love to hear it. Comment it down. Comment comment it down below if you think we're wrong and you're like, no, it needs to be more strict. We want to hear about it. Yeah. But uh, if you have found this video helpful, what we've shared helpful, and you want more content like it, check out the videos next.